when I look back from the very beginning, there's so, there was so many like things that I didn't want. Like I, I just stayed in that relationship because I thought that's all I deserved. I thought that all men were, were the same. I thought that I could never find someone else better than him. I thought that if I left him and went with someone else, I would have the same problems. Mm. And so I thought, I, I thought that, you know, that's, that's all I was worthy of. That's all, all I was deserving. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Today we have Violaine Fizet as our guest today. She uh, likes to go by V, so you can call her V. And V is a relationship coach, a breathwork facilitator, and wedding photographer. And in this conversation, we, it's, this is a lovely conversation. So we actually connected in a manifestation Facebook group where V posted something about her relationship journey and like how much she's learned from it. I thought to have her on to share her journey of dating and what she learned along the way. So we start off with talking about our childhood aspirations and uh, pivoting into the work that she does today. So she started out as a photographer and uh, with the pandemic, she uh, pivoted into being a relationship coach. So we talk about that and then we go on to talk about her relationship journey to now where she is in in an aligned and fulfilled relationship and she's helping other women find their soulmate. We also talk about shadow in relationship, how to bring in both your shadow side and your best self. And we talk about how to communicate your shadow. So it gets really juicy and I really liked this episode and I hope that you love it too. So a little bit more about V. She is here on this earth to help spiritual, ambitious women manifest their soulmate and nurture a conscious relationship. She is the host of a podcast called Discover the One Within, which is a podcast about conscious relationships. So highly recommend checking that out. The link for that is in the show notes, as well as all the other links that V mentions in this podcast. So her website and her Instagram. 
Uh, V is a self-help junkie like me, nature lover like me, an explorer at heart and loves to bring fun into everything she does. So we totally vibe. We totally align. The energy of this episode is really like a chat between two girlfriends, and I'm excited to share it with you. I hope that from her story, you can kind of see things in your own relationship journey and it, and it maybe like will inspire you to reflect a little bit on the types of relationships you've had and see if there's anything you could learn from it. So I think, I think relationships are huge, huge, huge teachers, and I'm excited to share this transmission with you. So let's dive into the episode. for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> should reintegrate everything yeah well thank you for taking this time to be on the openly spoken podcast v i'm so excited to have you here and i'm excited to be here yeah yay <laughs> and i would love to start with first um you know before this call i was i was looking for um usually when i interact with facebook posts my Facebook notifications are so like crowded that I don't see things I want to see. So I'll like save the post. And I was like, I saved the post where I was like commenting on something that V posted. And I saw that we first met in October in a Facebook group called daily manifestation. And you were like sharing a little bit about your relationship journey. And it like completely resonated with me because you were sharing how you were in a relationship for like Well, maybe I'm not going to say it because we're going to dive into that. So Mm -hmm. let me not give any spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember that at all. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we connected. (laughs) And then I think from there, I don't know if I asked you what your Instagram was or if maybe it's on your Facebook profile, Mm -hmm. but I remember like, we. yeah, Yeah, I remember we chatted on Facebook for like a little bit. So maybe we exchange it, exchange like. Instagram from there Mm -hmm. that's coming back to mind yeah (laughs) so I wanted to start with you sharing kind of like a pivotal moment in your life it may or may not have to do with the relationship topic we want to talk about and that's okay but I would love to know I'm I'm sure there's a lot to choose from too so whichever one feels (laughs) whichever (laughs) one intuitively feels like you need to share it I would love to hear about that Okay. Well, the first one that came, comes to mind is like the most recent one that I I went I went through, um, and we're probably gonna dive a little bit into it during. But like, it's the first com- one that comes to mind, so I'm guessing like it's important for me to to sit now. And it's just um, in the last like year and a half, I've been pivoting from being a wedding photographer to being a relationship coach, um, and it was like a, this big like pivot like I, I I thought like when I started being a photographer it was like the first time in my life that I was so in love with doing something that I could continue and continue and continue to do it every day and always wanting to know more so when I I started being a photographer full-time I really thought that it would be like for the rest of my life and um so I really like identified with being a photographer be, doing weddings and and it's at the beginning of the pandemic um 
I started to feel, well, even a little bit before the pandemic, I started to feel like uh, weddings were not aligned with me anymore. And the pandemic just like reaffirmed that because all my weddings got canceled or postponed. And it just like reaffirmed, okay, like, you know, this is, this is not what I want to do. And it, I had like um, almost a whole year where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. What, what is it that I, I was called to do? And I kind of knew intuitively that I wanted to be a coach um, because I've always been the kind of person that is teaching to people or that like is telling me, telling my friend, like what they, what they should do or like, you know, like trying to guide like people in my life. And like, I have to like distance myself and be like, okay, it's their, it's their own journey. Like I, <laughs> I'm letting them like do their thing. Um, so I've always been that kind of person and that my friends came to me for advice or so I kind of knew I wanted to be a coach, but I didn't know which kind of coach. And I tried business coaching. I tried like um, different kind of business coaching and that didn't feel good until like this little voice that was in my head that was like, what about relationship coaching? And that's that's where like I just sat down. Um, um, I, I just sat down and, and asked myself, it was, if I was to be a relationship coach, what would it look like? And in not even 30 minutes, I wrote down the first, the, the whole like uh, outline for a relationship course of seven weeks that I gave this summer, like last summer. So like when it wow. flew, like came out of me just like that, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. Talk about alignment there when it just like <laughs> intuitively flows out. And also, I think that's, that's actually like from my point of view, it's not that huge of a pivot to go from like wedding photography to relationship. Like there's definitely a common thread there. So I think that's really cool that you were, you were like floating around what you were meant to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. And right now I've kind of been realizing that I want to continue with the photography and kind of include it with my relationship coaching, because I can like with my relationship coaching, it's really about like helping women connect deeper with themselves and photography is so great to do that. So I'm like, I want to do everything. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> photography, uh, like a photo shoot is definitely good for like getting out of your comfort zone. And mm -hmm. what's funny is like, I feel like that's also when the best pictures get taken, like you'll pose and be like all, and you'll feel weird. And then you'll like laugh at yourself. And that laughing at yourself ends up being like the nice photo. Cause it's like a natural smile yeah. instead of like a forced, <laughs> a yeah. forced one. Yeah. Do you remember what, uh, now speaking of this, like what you're doing, do you remember what you wanted to be as a kid? Is there any like common thread there? <laughs> I wanted to be everything. Um, the 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 one thing that came came like the most was being a teacher, and I'm not sure it's because my mom is a teacher, so I'm not sure if it's because of her or if it's this. But I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be an astrologist. I wanted to be like a um, firefighter. Like just name it all. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. 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 I was kind of the same. I thought it was kind of weird how some kids like knew what they wanted to be. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to play like with all the things. <laughs> I also didn't really take it that seriously. Like I wanted to be the little mermaid when I was a kid. I remember that. And like, that's not nice. a job really. 
but <laughs> I remember becoming like a certain age and realizing that like I could do that if I worked at Disneyland. And nice. I was like, ah, oh, my inner child would be so happy if I did that. But we're did not in a next life. <laughs> um <laughs> maybe you're gonna have another opportunity to be the little mermaid. You don't know. Yeah, we'll see your way. <laughs> So, in your Halloween costume. Yeah, that's true. I've never been a mermaid for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into your relationship journey. I am so excited to hear the story. I wish I had like a bowl of popcorn next to me because <laughs> I know it's going to be. I'm excited to hear this. I, I feel like relationships are so fascinating in the sense of like you learn so much, you grow so much especially like for me, I wasn't really allowed to date when I was younger. My parents were Mm. very strict and it was like no boyfriends. And Mm. when I saw how much growth came out of it, I'm like, all right, when I have kids, they're allowed to date because there's so much growth that comes out of relationships. Yeah, totally. I totally (laughs) agree with that. Relationships. I always say that relationships are teachers. Mm. Mm -hmm. And not only romantic, like, all. no yeah all of mm-hmm. them yeah so let's dive in to okay. your love stories I don't know where <laughs> you want to start <laughs> I actually had like as you were saying I just I, I just had like a download that I need to start from the very beginning uh, okay. it's a part that I've never really talked that much about before um okay. and um basically from the beginning like in when I was in high school and I, when I was in high school, I was really, com- I had, I really was really uncomfortable with my body. Um, I had a, I had really low self-esteem. Um, and I really, I, I would, I wanted to be with someone. I wanted to have a boyfriend so much, so badly, but I, I didn't feel like I could, I didn't feel like I deserved to have one. And it mostly came because I, I have really small boobs. And <laughs> I was, it was really hard for me as a, a, like growing up, I, I felt like guys were not interested in me because, because of that, um, because in high school, like guys, that's all they're looking for. They're looking for the big boobs and the big ass. Mm, I so <laughs> relate to that. I have small boobs too. <laughs> Yay, small boobs. <laughs> it's funny how, how much that resonates. Cause that's something I want to talk about more, but I'm scared mm. to talk about boobs on the internet. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's really yeah. hard when like society is like saying big boobs are what's beautiful. Right. But, yeah. Anyways, right. sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I love it. Um so yeah, I was I, I was really uncomfortable with myself and I felt like each time that I was interested in a guy, they, they were not interested in me. And the only like I only like kind of dated like two guys in high school and it was like through internet it was not even like you know like people that I knew from my high school or it was just like through like a friend that connected us but they were living like super far away so we never we we never even saw each other and we like we were like kind of dating but you know it's not really dating when you don't see the person and (laughs) it's just through like a screen or not even a screen just texting um, and I felt like these were the only people that could be interested in me. And it was all this 
unconscious stuff that I was creating about who I who I was and this attachment that I was making with my breasts that because I had small breasts, like guys would not be interested in me and I could not find someone. So then um, after high school, I went to college and in college, I started to, uh, I, I was still really like not comfortable with my body, but I, I had, I, I had my first kind of boyfriend that um, lasted for like two weeks um, and he was, he was actually the first person that was interested in me, but um, I let, I let myself attach to him because he was interested in me. And when I look like, back at it, like codependently, you mean? Yeah. Like mm. it was my, my first time really that I was meeting someone in person and they actually liked who I was and actually wanted to be with me. But when I look back at it and I realized that's why we lasted only two weeks, I was not attracted to him. Mm. I, I, I was not attracted to him at all. And um, so we were, we kind of dated and, and um, kissed and all of that. And I, I love myself because I thought, well, I, I, I'm, you know, the only people that um, can be attracted to me are the ones that I, I'm not attracted to because the people that I'm attracted to, well, of course, they're not going to be interested in me. So I started mm. to create a story mm-hmm. about myself and um, we only lasted two weeks. And after like I broke up with him because I realized that I was not attracted to to him. So I actually did a good thing by breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I kind of had another person that I kind of dated, but we were just basically friends with benefits and never really happened with him. And I was just like in college and basically all I wanted was just to finally have sex with someone and just you know finally like get over with it I just wanted to experience it I felt like so Mm. I was just like you know I'm gonna basically take whoever and um he he actually he actually was a friend of mine and we started to have this like friend with benefit thing but we made this agreement that it wouldn't it would not be more than that and it's through him that I met my first real boyfriend Mm. um you, it was it was it was his roommate and um I actually met my my first boyfriend like by because I was dating that that guy and I went to a party and that's where me and my ex met at that party and mm. I was kind of dating like you know friends with benefits with his roommate but I spent the whole t- the whole party talking with my ex-boyfriend and it was the first time in my life that um, I actually connected with someone Mm. and I feel like with that guy I felt that I fell in love like you know at first sight it was like for me it was like love at first sight but it was mostly because I never had experienced love before Mm. so it was my first time really experiencing love really experience what it is to to love someone and to feel like how it is to be loved in return. Mm -hmm. And we started to date and um, our relationship got really fast. Um, He was living like, like 10 minutes of walk away from me. So Mm -hmm. we were seeing each other all the time. He Mm -hmm. was always at my place. Like we're always together and only like, three months I think it was three months into the relationship or something like that he asked me if I wanted to move him in with him 
and we both we both had like um leases with like our own roommates so even if we decided to move in together it would only be like he asked me in november and we started like we started living together in in july okay so and we started dating at the end of august so about 11 months into a relationship we started living together Mm -hmm. and we started to spend all our moments together and it was that kind of love where you know it was love at first sight but we weren't only showing each other like the best parts of ourselves and because that's what most people do when they date they they, you know they only start they only show the the pretty part of themselves the the part that they're proud of in everything else they, they hide they keep for themselves so when you start to live together when you start to see the shadow or of that other person that they're not they're not they're not um showing and so we started to see each other's like more negative I don't like the word negative but you know that more shadow side of each other and um like when I look back it was really from the very beginning that we started to live together things started to went downhill because we 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 were not we were not a good fit we were not really what we wanted we mm-hmm. just started to live together because we were so in love with the impression of what we of what we had that the other person was, mm. but we're only seeing like the good part of them. So we were in love with the good part of them, yeah. of each other instead of our whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but I, I, we were so like attached to each other already that we just stayed together and we we're like, oh, we can make it work. We can make it work. And we stayed together for six years. Wow. And I, <laughs> yeah, living together and everything. And when I look back from the very beginning, there's so, there was so many like things that I didn't want. Like I, I just stayed in that relationship because I thought that's all I deserved. I thought that all men were, were the same. I thought that I could never find someone else better than him. I thought that if I left him and went with someone else, I would have the same problems. Mm. And so I thought I, I thought that, you know, that's that's all I was worthy of. That's all, all I was deserving. And I didn't even know what I wanted because I was when we started together, I was 18, like not even 17. You, you don't know what you want at 17. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you can have a little idea, but really you don't know who you are you, you're still discovering who you are you're still discovering what you want so I didn't I didn't know what I wanted and I just attached to the first person that really gave me love mm-hmm. because I was craving that I was craving to be loved I was craving to feel loved mm-hmm. and when I look back it's because I didn't love myself mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't learn to love myself I didn't know how to love myself. Mm-hmm. And I just learned to be how everyone else wanted me to be or to show up as how everyone wanted me to be. I I, I can say that like I'm really glad that that we that I had that relationship because it really brought me like it it made me me. Yeah. But um 
yeah, when I look back, like from the very beginning, there was so many things that I realized right now that are so important to me that it was not able to give me. Mm. Like, for example, one of the things that is really important for me, my love language is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And so I love to like my, my partner to cuddle me, to take my hands, to like play with my hair, to like, you know, like that's so important to me. And it's, the, the, it's how I feel loved. And my ex was the kind of person that I was like, no, we're in public, we're not holding hands. Mm. We never, you would never kiss me in public. For him, like cuddling was basically him lying on his back and me like giving him a hug and him being in his thoughts and not being present with me. And that's, you know, that's what his idea of like what (laughs) cuddling was. And so he was okay with me hugging him, but he would, it was, was really weird that he would hug me back you know, his way of hugging me, me back was like tapping me <laughs> in the back of my, you know, on my back and be like, you know, okay, okay. <laughs> so my basic needs of how I felt, I, I, I feel loved were not, they were, they were not filled at all. And mm-hmm. um, even my second, my second um, love language is receiving gifts and it's mostly mm. like those little attention that like you know shows that the person like um thinks about you that's mm-hmm. really how it is like important to me yeah. and like it took me everything like to I was always asking him like you know like the only thing I need is for you to like make me a tea in the morning or write me a love note like when you when when you, when you leave the house or you know, just just those little things that are really like subtle or when you come back home, well, and, and you went to Starbucks, well, bringing me something too. You know, it's yeah. like those little things that like, and he, he would always say that, oh, but that's not who I am. It's not, mm. it's not who I Red am. Flag. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I thought that's all I deserved. So I stayed. And yeah. by staying, I started to, to kill myself more and more and disconnect mm-hmm. from myself more and more. Mm-hmm. And I became really codependent. I will, I like, I completely disconnected from myself. I developed general anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I started to have panic attacks and, um, and I also developed IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's all those things that now I know that, they were happening because I was staying in an environment that was not good for me. Mm -hmm. How did it affect uh, friendships? Um, I, so at first we were living in Montreal Mm -hmm. and in Montreal, um, I I had this group of friends that I made in college that we kind of stayed in touch Mm -hmm. um, and I was hanging out with them and um, I, I introduced them to my ex. So we're like friends um, but I started, um, after a couple of years, we moved to, uh, my, the city I grew up in, saint Silaire, which is like a little bit outside of Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started to not go out anymore. I started mm. to like spend all my, my weekends and my, my, um, nights, like just watching Netflix with him and not doing anything else and just not, not make friends anymore. And, um, I'm, I'm that really like outgoing person that like, I like to go to new, meet new people, to do stuff to, and I, 
I got so disconnected from that, that just thinking about going out and making new friends gave me anxiety. Mm. So I was so disconnected from myself that this thing that like brings me joy, which is to meet people, what I was to a point where it was giving me anxiety. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I was not going out <laughs> anymore, barely. I was just like, I was trying to convince myself that what I wanted for the rest of my life was to spend all my weekends with him at home and, my, and our two cats. And mm-hmm. just, I was really trying to convince myself that that's, that's what I was, I wanted. Mm-hmm. I think that's so relatable for so many people, even for me. And I won't go into my story, but like almost everything that you've said, I'm like, I've lived that too. <laughs> It's wild yeah. how we how we really like settle for what we think we deserve and um, how it kind of comes from a place of like not knowing how to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious yeah. to know, like, how did you start loving yourself? Um, first, I, I just want to sh- share with, with what you said that one of my favorite quotes that I, I've loved for like the last like 10 years comes from the book, like the person being a wallflower and it's, we accept the love that we think we deserve. Mm. And, um, that's just so true. Mm-hmm. It so is. I just <laughs> wanted to put that. So I started to, um, love myself. Basically I, when I had my first like spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. it was about three, three years ago. Mm-hmm. I just fell into this podcast. I, I grew up an atheist. Um, so only believing in science. And, um, so I, I felt the only thing that my parents taught me about spirituality or something like that was to follow my gut. Mm. Um, they were (laughs) like, you know, like just always follow your gut, but everything else, they were like science, 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 you know, you need to, which kind of goes against each other. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Um, so um, I, I fell into this, I, I, I started to love podcasts and I fell into this podcast that, that, um, it's called a lively show. And it's basically this woman that just starts to connect her intuition mm-hmm. and starts to live her life based on what her intuition tells her. Mm-hmm. And, and she, in her podcast, she just shares her story, like learning to know more and more about her intuition, connecting more and more with it. And I resonated with it because, I, I connected my intuition with my gut. And mm. I was like, following mm. my gut is the same as following my intuition. They're the same. Mm-hmm. And so I resonated with it. And I started her podcast from like the very first episode and make my way. And like in the last, like going to the more to the end of her podcast, she started to really be more into spirituality and the law of attraction and, um, and, you know, Abraham Hicks and, and talking about all these things. And um, it's really this podcast that kind of opened myself, opened me up to this world mm-hmm. and made me like willing to, to yeah, to, to just be open to it and see, okay, if this resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And so I started to really binge her podcast. And when she started to talk, think, talk about the law of attraction, I started to be really curious about it. And I started to research it. And I fell into other podcasts that were talking about the same thing. And the second podcast that um, really 
helped me connect more, even more to that is manifestation, babe. I thought that's what um, you say. <laughs> yeah. And I started to follow Catherine on her podcast and I absolutely fell in love with her energy, with her teachings, with what she was sharing. And Catherine goes even deeper into spirituality mm-hmm. than, um, than on The Lively Show. And I started to really, really connect with what she was saying. And it was so resonating with me. And it's really like I had couples of like small spiritual awakening there. And mm-hmm. it's really with Catherine's podcast that I started to learn more about the subconscious mind and how mm. it works. And mm-hmm. then I fell into Joe Dispenza's work to really mm. learn about so the good. subconscious mind. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> and I started to really like, really reconnect to myself in that sense. Mm-hmm. So really reconnect to myself, like following my intuition, following what my ego, what is my ego? What is my intuition? Mm-hmm. And it's by, it's by connecting more and more to that, that I started to realize that that was about five years into my relationship. And I started okay. to realize that I had these two voices inside of me. One that was telling me to leave. One that was mm. telling me to stay. Yeah. And um, I started to question them. And I started to, like, at first, I started to realize that these thoughts, these two thoughts in my mind have been, they've been there for years. They had mm. been there for, for years. But the one that was telling me to leave, I was blocking it. Mm. I was saying no. Yeah. Because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so scary to even just think about leaving this relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I was so afraid that if I left, I would never find someone else again. Mm -hmm. That I would be alone for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. That I would never feel loved again. Mm -hmm. And and that relationship had become comfortable, even if even if my needs were not met, even if I had like general anxiety, even if I was not happy and so disconnected from myself, it had become comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I was pushing away my intuition that was telling me to leave. And it took me, it took me months to just accept that that I had to follow that voice. Yeah. I had to follow that voice that was telling me to leave because I was not happy in that relationship. And that relationship was killing me more and more every day. Mm-hmm. And I started to have this, this discomfort in my belly. This kind of, I, I, I was describing it as kind of this ball of energy. It was becoming bigger and bigger. Mm. And at first I didn't know where it was coming from. And by connecting to my intuition, I was like, okay, now I know where it's coming from. It's with that relationship. It's that relationship that creates this uncomfortable feeling inside of me, inside of my gut. And I'm sure now that it's this discomfort because I kept it for so long in my belly that created IBS. (laughs) That makes sense. And if I had stayed longer... Mm-hmm. It would have probably brought me even more health issues mm, um, yeah. that I don't want to get into it because I I didn't go there. So like, yeah. I don't know, but that's just like how I'm perceiving now mm-hmm. that this this discomfort and this energy that was so uncomfortable, like, you know, it starts as energy and then it becomes diseases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's also in that area. That's where your solar plexus is, your third chakra. Yeah. And that's the chakra about like taking action. Will. And will, exactly. And confidence <laughs> and stuff. So. Confidence. Yeah, yeah, it makes so much sense that that's like where there was a block. Yeah. Um. So I started to, I, I finally accepted that I needed to leave that relationship. Mm-hmm. And even after accepting it, it took me three months to finally do it. And in that three months, I was like, I was slowly detaching from him Mm. because I had to, to be able to leave. Yeah. And even when I left, I, I got back together with him because like, there's this, this moment. I remember it was in July. It was a Friday night and I, I knew I need, I knew I needed to leave. I knew it was driving me insane and crazy and it was making me sick. And I knew I needed to leave. So I basically broke up with him. But we we're living together. And I stayed in the apartment. Mm. Um, I stayed in the apartment and he stayed in the apartment too. And I went into my bedroom. He was in his office. And I just started to imagine all the worst things scenario that I will never feel loved again. That I, you know, I... I could not do it on my own, that who I was by myself, I was nothing by myself, that, you know, I needed him to, to live. I needed him to, to, to be that without him, I was nothing. Mm -hmm. And I started to have all these, these thoughts in my head. And I went back to, to see him. And I was like, no, let's, let's try it again. Let's, let's just try it again. And I got back together with him and he took me back and we had after that, we had a, an amazing week. We had mm. a whole week where we didn't fight. We didn't argue. We had fun. And it felt weird. Mm. It felt weird that we didn't argue or didn't fight for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it felt weird and how insane it is that it felt weird that we had like the most amazing week that we had in years. Wow. And that it felt weird. And I was like, I really need to leave. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't, I can't continue this way. It's just, and exactly a week after breaking up with him the first time, um, we were making dinner. And each time that I was looking at him, I was, I got teary and I had tears in my eyes and all I wanted was to hug him. And I didn't understand on a cautious level what was going on. Mm-hmm. And we had dinner and he realized that something was wrong. So he asked me and I, t- I, in that moment, I felt like something t- took over my body. I don't know if it was my, I, yourself, an angel, God, I have no idea what it was, but I felt like something took over my body and took, told him really need to break up. It I spoke cannot for do you. It. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Poke for me. And mm-hmm. I, I took my, I, I took my things and I called my parents and I left mm-hmm. and like, it's, I feel like it spoke for me because I tried the week before mm-hmm. by myself. I was not able to, mm-hmm. so I needed help mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah. Wow. And so I received the help that I needed to leave. Wow. And the next day, the discomfort in my belly disappeared completely. 
Wow. And so I knew, I knew I had done the, 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 the good thing, the, the right thing. I knew I had done what I needed to do. Um, and it doesn't mean that it was not hard. Um, I cried my eyes out for mm-hmm. <laughs> like a week, mm-hmm. um, just mourning um, mm-hmm. that relationship. And um, that's, really, that's really when I started to reconnect myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in the middle of the pandemic. And oh, wow. all my, yeah. You ended the relationship weddings. in the middle of the pandemic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, it, I ended the relationship in July, in July, like of 2020. I'm sure the pandemic too made it harder because everyone was so isolated from each other. So I'm sure that made those thoughts of like, I'm going to be alone even stronger. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah, um, but also it made me realize even more that I needed to leave because we're spending mm. like even more than ever, like 24-7 together mm. and fighting more and like not getting yeah. along. And um, in, in that, like basically at the beginning of 2020, he made, he made a big purchase that he never really asked for my opinion on. Mm-hmm. He, he bought property in another country and he never like, asked my opinion for it he was just like well that's what I'm gonna do and you know so like there was all (laughs) it it kind of you know there was all these like little signs that made it even more like concrete that I needed to leave Mm -hmm. so um so so yeah it's really after leaving that I started to really reconnect myself even more than ever um because all my weddings were canceled because it was a pandemic Mm-hmm. So I was giving on the, I was living on the government money <laughs> and I was living in my parents. Mm-hmm. So all I had to do every day was just doing what I wanted to do. Mm. So I was waking up in the morning and asking myself, okay, what do I want to do today? And I was going and doing that. Mm. And um, I had at that point, I had been doing like gratitude, like um, every day for like maybe six or eight months. So I continued to, with that and I started to meditate more and I started to, you know, spend more time in nature and spend more time. Like I, I really spent my days just, just with myself mm-hmm. and doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I started to really reconnect to myself and it felt so good. It felt so great. And I was feeling, I was waking up every morning so happy, so joyful so excited to live and to be myself and I after after maybe it took maybe two months after breaking up with him I was so in love with myself I was so in love with life I was so so excited so happy so just so like wonderful Mm -hmm. and so like like I, I said before like the three months before leaving the relationship, I had started already to connect, disconnect. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would not have been able to leave. Mm-hmm. And so it took me two months to really like completely let go of it. After two months, I was like, I'm done. Like this is mm-hmm. in the past. Like, you know, yeah. I was fully like fully over it. Mm-hmm. And I felt ready to date again. And so I started to, to go on dating apps and just having fun with it. I was not even looking for anything serious, really. I just wanted to have fun and meet people and, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, experience what it's like to be with other people and just 
And I started to reconnect to that version of myself that loves meeting people and that loves to to make new friends and that loves to that is super outgoing and 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 um I started to yeah I started to to date and um four months after leaving my ex I met my partner that I'm with now um which like from the very beginning it's like everything that I've ever wanted in relationship and even Mm -hmm. more oh like so happy for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you know it, it was like we were only starting to date and his love language is also physical touch. So he's, you know, we're always cuddling. We're always like kissing each other. We're always like touching in one way. And Mm -hmm. um, it was my first time really experiencing that. And um, like only like a couple of weeks or days, I'm not even sure into dating. Like I had told him that uh, I like olives. And so one time I arrived at his apartment and he was like, Hey, I have a surprise for you. And he had bought like, thing of olives for me and I was like oh my gosh like I didn't even ask I did I didn't even have to ask and he buys things for me and Mm -hmm. he bought like we're only dating for maybe a month and he had bought like cups with um one his name is Matt so one with an M and one with a V (laughs) (laughs) so you know he was already like doing all these things that I I had begged my ex to do for me Mm. I had begged him Mm -hmm. and he would never do them for me. Or if he would, he would do them for a week and then stop. Mm. With, with Matt, I never yeah. even have, had to ask. Mm-hmm. He was just doing these things naturally because, mm-hmm. because he, he really liked me and he cared about me. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was like this big contrast that happened like so fast. Mm-hmm. That was so magical. Mm-hmm. I think taking that time for yourself to heal and to love yourself is what made that happen so fast. Because totally. I can definitely relate to that. And I'll tell you my story when I'm on your podcast. <laughs> but <Yes>. um, <laughs> something that I had a question in my brain. And it floated away. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it floated away so I'm gonna look at um my notes because sometimes mm-hmm. as you were writing I was like writing stuff down you mentioned something about shadow and relationship mm-hmm. and we all have a shadow side and I would love to kind of like talk about like what exactly that is and how to work with that and how to not label it as quote negative because it's not negative it's mm-hmm. like we need shadow for light to shine totally. right totally agree so the way I see the shadow it's it's the parts of yourself that you've learned to reject Mm. because of your conditioning because of the way that how you acted as a child what gave you love well you're gonna amplify those things and what's what's basically made you be rejected or uh, or brought up like negative comments as a kid well all those things you're gonna reject mm-hmm. um because what we want is to be loved and accepted and so whatever gives us love as children we're gonna do more of and whatever like disconnected us from love we're gonna reject it and disconnect from it so it's all those things that are a part of ourselves but that we learn to reject um, um to be accepted Mm-hmm. And 
Um, and usually what happens in relationships when you start dating someone is that all those things that we don't like about ourselves that we're rejecting that um, or sometimes we're not even conscious of because they're they're happening because of our, our programming. Mm-hmm. Well, we're hiding those things. We're not showing them. We're only mm. showing we're only showing to the other person the parts of ourselves that we actually like and yeah. that brought that made us feel loved as kids. And so we're only showing to the other person like basically one half of who we actually are. And when we start to live with the person, well, all those things we cannot hide anymore. Yeah. And so they come up to the surface. And sometimes they make us realize that that person is not really who we think they were. Mm -hmm. They were just creating this false identity or just showing one part of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we see the full spectrum, well, we realize that that's not what we want. Yeah. That's not what that's not the person that we fell in love with. Yeah. And if in other all- circumstances, it can also be like accepting that part of them and realizing that, you know, we're humans, we're not perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but I think that's why it's so important when we start we date mm-hmm. to actually show both sides. Yeah. To so how does show- someone show that side? like the side of themselves that they reject is that does that come to like when you're like angry or sad or upset like voicing it instead of holding it in yes that's a part of it um and mostly it mostly come by being vulnerable Mm, that makes sense and by each time that there's something that comes up when you're dating someone like something that i see really often for example is you know, the girl is starting to date a guy and the guy takes like forever to reply to the text Mm -hmm. or he doesn't reply. Or when he replies, he only replies like with really short answer. And so the girl is like, okay, but I don't feel, I don't feel like acknowledged here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like he sees me. I don't feel like I'm important to him. Mm -hmm. But instead of communicating that to the guy and being like, hey, like when you don't reply to me, I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And being curious about why he reacts that way, why he doesn't reply. Well, you know, it's that vulnerability of being like, hey, like when you react that that way, when you do that, it makes me feel this way. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, I here's I I would like to be with someone that is more that you know that shows me that they're interested in me that they care about me and you replying to my messages kind of means that to me so is that something that you're able to give me or not Mm -hmm. but instead of doing that we repress it yeah most people they're just like oh well that's just who he is he doesn't reply to messages I just have to to deal with it yeah. Instead like, of actually uh, actually having their meet their their needs met. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes maybe like our fear of rejection will come up. Totally. And, and that's why we won't say anything. Totally. And it's the same thing. You have a fear of rejection that comes up, communicate it. Mm, yeah. You know, like if you notice, okay, like 
like I feel like if I bring this up, like I'm going to feel rejected. Well, you can communicate that to the partner, to the person you're dating and be like, hey, like I have a fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. And when you do this thing, it activates my fear. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is something that I need to work on. I'm not necessarily asking you anything because it's not your responsibility. It's mine. But yeah. I'm just communicating it with you. Mm-hmm. I'm showing I'm showing you my fears. I'm showing you that part of me that I don't necessarily like yeah. that I'm working on or that I'm 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 wanting to to change or improve. Mm-hmm. I'm showing it to you. Yeah. And that's such and a beautiful space to be in to like be in partnership that like allows that because certain people who aren't ready to hear that they'll hear you say that and they might get like defensive or something yeah totally and that's okay I trigger people all the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) and what I have to say to that is that you know if if you're listening to this and this like and you you have an emotional reaction to it what I'm saying to oh no like that's not how it's done well question it Mm. just look at okay why do I feel this way why do I feel like I, it's too soon to express my needs or too soon to talk about my fears? Where is yeah. this, this thought of it being too soon coming from? Mm. Beautiful. And, <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, that's the shadow work. That's, that's the work of discovering our, 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 the part of ourselves that we're, we rejected, that we're keeping in the dark and bringing it to the surface and creating space for it so mm-hmm. that we can integrate it. Mm-hmm. And it's by integrating it that we become whole again. This was so lovely. I have um, a few like rapid fire questions that I've created to like start asking every guest at the end. And yeah. then we'll get into like where people can find you and find out more about you. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first one is what does self-love mean to you? Self-love, first self-love, it's a process. It's not something that you achieve. Um, It's just self-love is just looking at everything that you do in your life um, from a place of compassion and acceptance. So whatever that you're, you're doing, um, to always, I like to give the example of like a parent, like a compassionate parent that is going to encourage you and is going to mm-hmm. cheer you on. Even if you make a mistake, they're going to be like, Hey, like good job on trying good mm-hmm. job on, on doing your best. Yeah. And that's what self-love mean is mm-hmm. to be there for us being our biggest cheerleader and accepting that we make mistakes sometimes and that it's fine and um, still loving ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, finish this phrase. <laughs> the way to my heart is. Sushi. Sushi. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's it. I, I have, I, I had to give away my cat um, when I oh. left for Mexico. It's another story. And his name is Sushi. Oh, that's such a cute name for a cat. <laughs> and now that's he's so with cute. me everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so cute. Uh, when do you feel most alive? 
Um, I feel most alive when I travel. Mm. That's a good one. And then last one, what's your favorite part about being a woman? <laughs> wow, that's a big one. <laughs> probably, probably it's something that I haven't experienced yet, mm-hmm. but um, I'd say that we can create life. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So where can my listeners find out more about you and dive deeper into relationship stuff with you? So the best place you find me is on Instagram at Violentfise. I also have my website that's um, violentfise.com. And I also have a podcast where I speak all about conscious relationships, self-love, spirituality, all of that. And it's called Discover the One Within. Um, So these are really the best places to find me. Awesome. And I'll put those three links in the show notes. Thank you so much, V, for joining me. This was so lovely. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really grateful. This was such a nice chat. And yeah, I'm looking forward to have you on my podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) You're going to see that we have some parallels. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.